We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 115. Our guest today is a huge inspiration as she has managed to go through something so horrific. Um, When she was 14 years old, she had a terrible ATV accident, losing her right arm, and has continued to ride and work hard and stay so positive. She is also a U.S. Equestrian Ambassador, and she is such an amazing voice in this community. So I would love for her to tell you a little bit about her and her story. So here is our guest today, Lily Rhodes. Well, I would love to hear about how you first got into riding. So I first got into riding through my mom. She was into the quarter horse, Western pleasure world when she was growing up. And so I grew up with horses and I've been riding ever since I can remember. Amazing. And did you start in that discipline or or what kind of avenue did you start riding? So until I was about probably seven, we just, we had horses at my grandparents' house and we rode for fun. But at about seven or eight, I started taking dressage lessons. And so that's where I uh, got started in more formal (laughs) riding instead of just backyard fun. Amazing. So you were riding, you're riding as a kid. At what point were you like, I really love this. I want to like keep doing this my whole life. It's something that like really solidified as a passion of yours. I think it was more my mom's idea than mine. I was, I started to ask all the time to go out to my grandparents' house so we could ride. And I wanted the horses at my grandparents' house were uh, my mom's retired quarter horses. Mm. And so they were getting older. They were in their twenties and I was really and I was pretty young and I was really wanting to learn how to canter and mm-hmm. I wanted to learn how to maybe jump. And I just wanted to do all these things. And, uh, these poor <laughs> corner horses were retired. And uh-huh. so, um, I think it was my mom's idea more than anything to, uh, get me going, um, wow. at a, at an actual barn. Yeah. Wow. So you started riding, you were, you were really getting into it. How did you kind of land on dressage? Like what made that kind of stick for you? Yeah. My mom was working at a therapeutic riding center at a time. And Mm -hmm. one of the other instructors was a dressage trainer. And so my mom was friends with the woman who owned this barn. And so that's how there was no really rhyme or reason as to why we picked dressage. Mm -hmm. It was just the closest thing available. And we just went with it. (laughs) Wow. So fun. Mm -hmm. And then at what point were you thinking that you wanted to try to ride in college and, and beyond? So riding has always been a huge part of my life. I rode all through high school. I just, I loved it. And so when I started my college search in my junior year of high school, I knew a priority for me was to ride in college Mm -hmm. because I love the team aspect of sports, but I love horses. And I just really knew that was something I wanted to be a part of. And my mom was also on a college team when she went to school. And so we toured a bunch of different schools and funny enough. So I go to the university of Lynchburg. My mom went to the university of Lynchburg as well. And it was just happenstance that I ended up there. We toured it because my mom hadn't been back in many years and Ah. I ended up falling in love with it. And the athletic director and the coaching staff for the equestrian team. And I knew it was where I was meant to be. And so 
I am a legacy on the Lynchburg Equestrian team, which is also pretty cool. So I really get to share that. Yeah, it's it's nice because I get to share that with my mom. And I know she's really proud of me and it makes her happy that I'm at her school. So it was really just a no-brainer for me. I really knew that I wanted to ride in college and I only looked at schools that had that option. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little Mm -hmm. bit about the process of getting on an equestrian team. What did that kind of look like for you? So I, my transition onto an equestrian team was really, really nice and really smooth and easy. The University of Lynchburg is a D3 school. And so that's a little bit different from the D1 schools like UGA and Clemson and stuff like that. And so I was able to tour the barn when I went there and I was able to talk to the coaching staff. And through that, I was a little bit recruited. And then when I decided to commit, I had a whole signing ceremony at my high school and everything, but because it was a D3 school and it's really laid back, they're really academics focused. And so it's not as high pressure in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot, it's a lot of fun because you still get that same competitive aspect and we ride four days a week and we do team workouts and all of that, but they're still really focused on doing your best in school. And so coaches, the coaches and the athletic directors, they always check in on you. Um, make sure everything's going smoothly. At the beginning of every semester, our Mm -hmm. coach reaches out to us and make sure that we like our schedule. And so it was a very, it was a very, very smooth transition. And from day one of my freshman year, I felt like a part of the team. The other girls on the team welcomed me with open arms and were super generous and showed me around and offered me rides to the barn and would tell me when they were going to independently ride and would invite me along. It was just, it was a wonderful experience. And I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. So cool. Did you have did you have horses that you owned back at home and how did you navigate that transition of riding different horses at school? Yeah, so I have my horse at home, Charlie, and he's a great boy. <laughs> I originally had thought about bringing him to school with me, but it's about an 18-hour drive from my home, and so I really did not want to ship him back and forth multiple times a year. Right. Uh, and he's he's so happy where he is and my mom also loves him dearly and has <laughs> claimed him and so I don't uh-huh. want to take him from her but it was definitely an adjustment at first because Charlie is my para horse and so he's used to the way that I do things because I have to do a lot of things differently I have to I know this is something that most people probably wouldn't expect but I have to mount differently I can't put my foot in the stirrup and push myself up and swing over typically as you mount a horse and so I have to be on a tall object so I can just slide over. Sure. And so that was a little bit of an adjustment. I at school it would require me standing on some fences <laughs> to get uh-huh. on the horses. And of course for the horses it was different too because I was riding with one hand and that's not really something they're used to. Right. But I would say that I adapted pretty quickly and it soon became just a lot of fun because you can ride a different horse every single day. And I was used to just riding my horse. So although it was an adjustment, it was a really, really fun adjustment. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about your accident. It happened, Mm -hmm. you said five years ago? Yeah. A little over five years ago, about five and a half years. Yeah. Walk me through what, what happened. So I was in an ATV accident and I was with a few friends and there was an ATV rollover and the ATV rolled over and uh, crushed and severed my arm on the spot. 
Um, and I was life flighted to the hospital and I was stitched up and I was in surgery for a very long time. But as soon as I came to, one of the first things I told my mom was that I wanted to ride again. I actually joked with her and I said, well, it looks like we're going to have to do Western pleasure now. (laughs) We only have one hand. And, um, Funny enough, my surgeon, we found out later because she overheard me say this to my mom, my surgeon is a dressage writer and she uh, bred Hanoverians. And so it was just small world, complete coincidence. And so we became very close with my surgeon (laughs) and actually eventually after I was out of the hospital, she invited us to her, her farm and we got to meet some of her babies and her Mm. brood mares. And it was really, it was a really great experience. And, and so that was, that's about the gist of my accident. I was in, I was in and out of the hospital a few times battling some infections. So it really did put a hurt on my riding time. And that was probably the hardest thing mm-hmm. um, was not being able to ride as much. But at the same time, my riding is what kept me motivated to get better. Yeah, in a sense, that was my goal. My, my only goal was to get back in the saddle. And I did that. And I'm really, really proud of that. And And then I went on for the rest of that year, I was juggling learning how to write again because I lost my dominant arm. So I had to relearn how to write before starting high school. And so my summer basically consisted of that and then getting back in the saddle because I really, really knew I wanted to show again. And yeah, I I showed again as a, for the first time as a paradressage writer one year after my accident on the one year anniversary. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. As we are jumping into the winter horse show season, have you ever spent hours on Facebook looking for boarding options that fit your needs and chasing after people to make everything happen every year? Artemis wants you to spend more time riding than online. Artemis is an all-in-one tailored platform for competitive riders on the go. Use Artemis to make boarding reservations, purchase and lease show horses, view vet records, and utilize vetted photographers along with other equine services. You will love Artemis's streamlined approach in serving each discipline. They do all the hard work up front in supplementing the due diligence process and everything you need is in one place. Artemis has already launched its hunter jumper service and next up will be dressage and polo. For the trainers out there, Artemis also offers a service called Virtual Rain that is live right now. It's a must-have management tool for every trainer to schedule lessons, keep track of clients' horses, supplements, and more. So check all of this out at their website, artemisequestrian.club. That's Artemis, A-R-T-E-M-I-S, equestrian.club. Thank you so much, Artemis. Let's get back to the episode. What was the transition like going into paradressage? It was very smooth because I had already started in dressage. I knew the ins and the outs. Mm-hmm. And what makes paradressage so cool is it's still the same movements, but they just keep in mind the disability that you're working with. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing that would be near impossible. <laughs> to ask you to do. And so mm-hmm. it's just really nice because you get to compete with other people in your same classification. And um, it doesn't matter what your disability is, you still get to do it. And I just really love how inclusive it is. And so that was really nice. I love, I've, I've loved transitioning to paragraphs. 
And then when you are in school, how does that affect how you're competing on the team? It hasn't. Fortunately, it hasn't. Of course, like I said, I have to take jump through a few more hoops, you know, take, take a few extra steps to make sure everything's in order. And we have my, I have some dispensation papers that say I can legally have one hand on the reins. And Mm. if I need to salute and a dressage test, I don't use a hand and, you know, all sorts of that, all sorts of that kind of stuff, but it hasn't, it hasn't hindered my ability at all to ride at school. I'm still riding the same horses, jumping over fences, competing in the same classes as able-bodied people. And so it really hasn't put a stop on anything. So cool. Where are you at right now with what, I mean, you're, you are a sophomore in college now. Yes. Have you started thinking about what you're wanting to do once you graduate? Yeah. So I'm a business administration major. And so after I graduate, I really, really want to start working, work in the business industry. I don't really have a preference as to which industry, but I just know I want to work, work my way up and do a little bit of corporate work for a while. And then I would like to go back to school and get my PhD. And then eventually I'd like to teach higher ed business. So cool. Love it. Mm -hmm. Where do you think courses will fit into that? Uh, horses will always have to be part of my life. <laughs> of course. Once a horse girl, always a horse girl. <laughs> yeah. It is It is for sure my escape. And it's just something that I love doing. And it gets my mind off of things. And that's also something, that's also why it was so important to me uh, to ride in college. Because it is so nice being able to go from working on classes all day, especially because all all classes are almost entirely online now. It's really nice to be able to leave your dorm or your house and then just go ride and go to the Mm -hmm. barn and let it all go. And that's what I love about it is because it's a way to get off campus and just go do something and Mm -hmm. get your mind off of something and be with friends and horses. And I, I would not function without it. (laughs) That's for sure. So cool. Where do you see your, cause you still, you have Charlie at home. And do you feel like you will still make your way back towards home or do you think you'll stay out in Virginia? Where do you see yourself? Personally, I think it's a little bit too soon to say because I can't wait to see what opportunities come next. Totally. Um, I'm really open to going anywhere. I, that's why I chose Virginia in the first place. I love home. I love Oklahoma, but I really wanted to see a new part of the country and I've always loved the East coast. And so, I mean, it was really just given it a shot. And so I am perfectly content to end up anywhere after school. I, I'll go to a new state. I'll go to the West coast. I'll go anywhere. And so, but horses will always be a part of it. And so that will be a big motivator, making sure I can find a barn near me and Mm -hmm. ride. And I know after college, you know, getting settled and everything into a new life, there'll probably be a little bit of a gap, Mm -hmm. but that will always be a priority is finding a place to ride because I don't think I'd be sane without it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Totally. Totally can resonate with that. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about how you got in touch with a U.S. equestrian as you are a U.S. equestrian ambassador. Tell me a little bit Mm -hmm. about how that came to be. Yeah. So a U.S. equestrian just reached out to me a few years ago. I mean, it had to have been probably 
three years ago, they reached out to me and they told me that they really enjoyed my content and then that they would like to, for me to represent them in their transition from uh, USCF to US Equestrian. And I was thrilled. I was very excited about it. And I've loved working for US Equestrian because of everything they stand for. Um, I really love that they stand for loving your horse and the sport and just everything to do with horses. And they're totally. very diverse when it comes to equestrian sports I think just the other day they featured a saddle seat competition on their stories and that was so cool to watch because I've never done anything at all like that and so I really like how they cover all branches of equestrian sports totally yeah yeah I love that I think I I think I've been an ambassador probably a similar amount of time and Mm -hmm. I feel like I found you around that time also so it's been it's been so fun watching your journey and as you've been growing and going to college Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff what would you say is an area of the industry that you are extremely passionate about that you feel like the rest of the equestrian community either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about Yeah. So I don't know if this is an industry per se, but something that I'm really passionate about is coming back to our roots. And what I mean by that is no matter what equestrian sport you're a part of, we all started because we just love horses and we love being around horses. You know, chances are you started off as a little kid just saying, mommy, can I please go ride that pony? (laughs) You know, we all started off the same way. And so I think it's really important to just go back to basics and go to the barn and just have a bareback ride, you know, just have fun. Just remember why you're here and doing this. And I love having, you know, really intense schoolings as much as the next girl does. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also important to not always just be hyper-focused on winning and just having fun and enjoying yourself because that's ultimately ultimately why we do it. And so if you're a hunter, just take a dressage lesson one day, or in my case for Charlie, he's a dressage horse. I will put up a little jump in the arena and just, mm-hmm. just to keep it interesting for him and for me. And my mom still has her old Western saddle from her quarter horse days. And so one day I took it to the barn and put it on Charlie and it was nice. <laughs> completely new for him, but yeah. he thought it was really interesting and he had a lot of fun. Uh, And I had a lot of fun and it's just really nice sometimes to come back to those roots and remember why you ride and just, just go to the barn and have fun. Not every day needs to be a high pressure day. Cool. Love that. Well, Lily, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. I think your story is so cool and it's just a a testament to your drive and your passion for the sport and that no matter what you'll be doing, I totally know that you're going to be having horses somewhere (laughs) in there. And I, when I was after college, I had no idea. I was never planning on being a trainer or doing anything with riding Mm -hmm. and somehow find my way back. So you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we always do. We always find our way back. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thanks again, Lily. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.